Yeah, what you are about to hear is a work of fan fiction. All characters and events and settings, even those based on the ones from World of Warcraft, are entirely fictional, and half of it was probably made up on the spot. Listening to this production indicates your consent to its terms of service, which we forgot to write down. Last time, our heroes Butch, Ari, and Falkus befriended some ogres, cured them of their blindness disease, and helped them hunt down some food. They're ready to make their way into the Mashag Ogre Mound and hopefully into Zulgarub through a secret backdoor entrance. What will they find when they arrive, and what dangers await in the ogre's lair? We're about to find out because it's time to queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Ari and Butch, you guys see as uh, Doug and Yark, both a little a little damaged, but not bad, come walking around the southern side of the large rock feature in the middle of the thing with a full raptor, like, over shoulder. And they see that you've got one, too, and they're both, they both, like, light up, their eye is really bright, and I don't know what, I don't know what it looks like to have, a, like, you know how happy eyes look a specific way? They're cyclopses, but you you get it, you're like, oh, okay, they're excited, we got the food. Um, and they say, there's so much food. We can feed. I don't know how many. We can feed a bunch. Millions. Probably. Yeah. It's great. We got to go I, to the mound with this. This is super good. And I, I assume we all, you know, kind of kind of gather. And it's been more than a minute. And my rage subsides. Sure. Yeah, I got I got one last hit on that one raptor that took off in the woods from you, Butch. But I just it wasn't enough to take it down. It took off. Uh, I think this one will do. Uh, that was that was good aiming, though. Yeah, gotta take the high ground, even if uh, you might struggle once or twice to get up there first. I know you saw that. Well, I saw. I, I seen you fall first. You know, blow all, all of our cover. But you know, we're we're used to that, aren't we? Um. Well, Yark, Doug. Uh, y'all see, y'all are definitely the strongest of all of us. So why don't y'all uh, carry these, carry this food, and you can walk into the village. Yeah. Or, it's not a village, is it? Walk into the area with all your friends, you know, and bring in grub, and you'll be the heroes, I think. Yeah, we won. We're the smartest and the finest and the bestest. Oh, that's right. Please be sure to put in a good word that we we helped, right? That we're we're also strong hunters too. We helped. When did you help? I didn't see you. Well, that that were your friends anyway, right? You, you can't you can't I, I can't do the visual gag of just like uh just hand in head or you know head in hand just. Uh. Well, I sure helped. Well, I sure helped. So here you go. Yeah, you got that one. Yeah. Yeah, what, which one are you going to carry this one? Because I'm just not anywhere near as strong. Well, for you, because you're weaker, I'll do it. I'll get it. And they, oh, they both each you. they both each get one, like, over shoulder, like, uh, almost like pelts. Uh, oh, thank you. And I'm going to tr- try to, you know, wipe this uh, blood off my whiskers. But, uh, yeah, well, let, let's lead the way. Um to your heroic victory and, and, and bringing sustenance to your countryman. I, I don't know what y'all y'all are. But what do you <laughs> call a pack of ogres? Alright. They, they pick everything up. You guys gather your equipment, pick up your lost javelins and all that sort of jazz and begin to make your way back over to the, uh, the entrance to the ogre mound, which you get to relatively uh, quickly. You don't really, no, no struggle really to get there. It is starting to get later in the day. Nothing really looks different on your approach until eventually you round a corner and you see that um, there are like 
cliffs. There's like a large cliffside to uh, to one side here, and there is a cave entrance that goes down into darkness. And they walk straight into it like they own the place. And on, I, I, I presume you guys are following. Like, yeah, we're with the group. Like, it's all fine. Or are you doing anything different? That's what I'm doing. I'm, oh, I'm absolutely. Yep. I am um, chest puffed out. You, you know, following these guys. They're they're my as if they're my best buddies, and I've known them forever. Okay. Uh, you follow the ogres into the cave, and as you descend, the smell is just awful. It's every ogre smell that could ever. It's the smell of unwashed uh. person just everywhere, mixed with the smell of old food and the smell of stagnant water and everything that is uncomfortable about it's just a bunch of stinky beings wandering around underground where there's minimal ventilation. It's rough. Falkus is going to press to digitate some nice, fresh-smelling air right under his nose. Yeah. Just, just his. Oh, of course. Okay. Uh, well, well, I don't appreciate it. I don't. You can't really tell or no. I just that's just what I'm going to do. No, no, no. What I mean is, I, I, I don't appreciate the, the, the smell at all. But any appetite I might have had is definitely gone. What is something that Falcus would think smelled pretty? What scent do you put under your nose? Probably the same scent he puts behind his ears. Like, is it flowery? Like, are we thinking like like rose water type thing? I feel like I feel like I feel like Falcus is is like the the high school boy with the axe body spray that you can smell from across the room. <laughs> of course, that's you are. kind that's of. It. So Ari, not knowing Falcus did that to himself, Ari smelling this is like this is awful. But instead, thinks of everyone. So Falcus has probably done that already, and she's trying to make it a little lo- like longer. Um, but what smells good to Ari? What would smell good to Ari? A different smell. Like I feel like something that would smell good to Ari would be like a really girly like bloom. Like you know how everyone loved cucumber melon in middle school? Like that was the elementary school. That was the like sun ripened raspberry. Something. Yeah, it's gonna be something. Like think of Bath and Body Works that actually didn't work. So Falcus is fine with this axe, but then Ari's like, this is bad, and she's going to do it to all three of our noses. And now all of a sudden, Falcus has, yeah, like sun-ripened raspberry or warm vanilla. Cu- I was going to say I was gonna say cucumber, melon, axe body spray mix. What, what the- oh, oh, I don't know what's uh, worse. That's the, that's, the, that's the scent of the prom king and queen, I think, isn't it? So, but, <laughs> but you just got the uh, the cucumber melony scent, which is probably that a little sure better. Does, that sure does help. I'll I'll notice it. Figure it was probably you, and I'll turn mine off. <laughs> my prestidigitation. And uh, I, I would I would definitely know who 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 did that. But I'm not trying to make it look like anything's weird. So I, I, I'm just treading on a big old smile on my face, chest out, and uh, you know, b- bloodied fur and. Let's go on down. Oh, this looks gross. You guys descend into the ogre compound, the uh, the mound, they call it. And as you go, you're overwhelmed by the rank, nasty smells of unwashed bodies, and you press to digitate yourselves out of that mess. As you travel, you're led by the ogres. It's a it's a relatively dimly lit space um, and occasionally you turn a corner or you, you round a bend and you see several other ogres going about their day um, all of them have the same uh, piercing wounds in them like a lot of time around their shoulders and chest and arm area um, oh, like indicating that they had been bitten by the bugs yeah um, most of them have uh, have the bloodshot red eyes that you've come to fam- be familiar with that uh, is symptomatic of the sight rot disease and you know you, you pass by a, uh, a place where they you know prepare the food and the ogres uh, don't they keep the they, they keep the, the raptors with them they don't like drop the food off at the kitchen 
Um, and they're walking proudly and upright the way that you described yourself as walking, Butch, with your chest puffed out and your, you know, your your big stride and all that. Um, and eventually there's a space that you get to <clears throat> in the, the, the sort of twisting cave network where it is a little bit more brightly lit. And as you round the corner, again, ogre after ogre after ogre, everybody's got one eye in the middle of their forehead. And you, you turn into this room that's got, you know, some rough-looking basic furniture. There's, like, a, a table that, you know, looks, like, kind of hacked up a little bit. There's, um, you know, things of that nature sort of lying around. Everything looks kind of trashy. But, like, of everything that you've seen, this is the nicest of the trashy nonsense that you've seen so far. And there is an ogre standing there, a little larger than the others, but not by much. Um not any better armored than any of the other ogres you've seen who are all wearing, you know, very, very basic hides and such. Uh, but any of the ogres that you've seen so far that have been armed, uh, and most of them inside the caves are not, but any of them that you see that have been armed have been armed with clubs. This one, who has two eyes, which are bright and clear, um, is carrying um, instead a long chain it's like an iron and steel links uh, chain that has been wrapped around and around and around and around and around his arm in such a way where if he were to just hit you with his fist, it would have all this metal on it or he could unravel it and swing it at you. Uh, you take note of that immediately. Um, as you walk in, he looks up at the two ogres who are accompanying you first and then he sees the rest of you and kind of gives you like this, what are you people doing here kind of look. And the ogres that you're walking with drop the, the the raptor meat on the ground. They turn to you and they say, These new ogre friends, they kill the food and they help with the bringing and they help with the eyeballs. Super good. Good ogre friends. Ogre friends. And they point to the, um, the ogre that's, you know, kind of suited up a little bit more and says... This our leader, the Biclops. I love it. Well, hello, Mr. Biclops. My name's Butch. <laughs> uh, I'm Falcus. Giving you the, giving you the mean, the mean mug. And I'm Ari, and I'm gonna do like a little curtsy. <laughs> You bring the food. You fix the eyes. Why do you do this? Well, that's just kind of what we do, isn't it? We just go around helping people. And we, we, we saw, you know, Doug and, and Yark over here, and they weren't doing so well. Uh, did you know that they couldn't see? They went out to find food. They, they, they're blocked. Blind as a, a, a as a bat with its eyes gouged out. Hmm. Most of these cannot. Used to be we had less problem. Now we have more problem. What what, what problem are you talking about? They can't. Their eyes bad. Only mine are good now. Almost. There's a few others that have better eyes. Well, your eyes look fantastic. What have you been doing to uh, keep yourself looking so handsome? I'm the strongest and the healthiest and the best. And you look at him and he looks the same as any other ogre. I mean, he, he, he is splotted with bug bites. And besides the fact that he has two eyes, there's really no difference. Um, in fact, make a make a perception check. You don't want me making a perception check, but the I'll group go. is the, whatever, 19, whoever wants to do one. Nineteen will. I rolled a nineteen. Do you want from the rest of us? That nineteen is is enough. Um, the only thing that you notice that's really any different about this creature is what he's wearing. Um, he's got on like the same sort of hide armor. He's got on a different weapon. And as you're looking him over, you're like, oh, actually, there is one other thing under. It, it, he has a necklace on that it disappears under 
the hides that he's wearing in front. But as he talks and as he turns, occasionally you can see that there's like a lump almost where there's something he's wearing something around his neck that either has like a charm or, or something on it that is you can see it almost through the shirts that he's wearing but aside from that i mean he looks the same he has you you see no reason why he would be medically like healthier you see no reason why anything would be better and as you look around you see the remains of you know meals that they had been eating there's you know bones laying around there's meats that are starting to go bad because they've like finished what they were eating and tossed it off to the side there's there's nothing in here that would make them more healthy that that's all you see did he say something about something's changed uh yeah he said that they didn't used to have problems with sight and now they do Okay, Everyone gonna... but him, because he's the best. Right. Um, so yeah. Uh, so you said something that that, that uh, something's changed around here. Do you know what changed recently? That, the, that everybody's eyes are not looking too good. They can't see good. I don't know why that happened. The only thing that's changed is we used to go into the deep caves to gather the tasty purple flowers. We don't do that anymore because there's creatures there that make ogres melt. So we don't mess with melt, that. Melt, you say? Yeah. And Tired. do you do you leave the cave at all? Once in a while, occasionally. I'm a little too I'm role playing this character a little too smart. I don't 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 take anything from that. He's as, he's bumbly as the rest of them. Don't leave cave often. But sometimes. I'm going to whisper to maybe like Butch and, and Ari and basically say that um, seems like he's avoided most of because he's the one that can still see that he's the one that's not going out and not getting additional new bug yes, bites. Yeah. No, he, d- he does look like he has fresh bug bites. Does have fresh bug bite. Yeah. So maybe um, <clears throat> if we did that perception check that uh, maybe something to do with the pendant around his neck. But uh, aside from that, though, I guess we need to be more ogre friends. Go into the caves. Uh, you guys are whispering amongst yourselves. He points to the two and says, good foods. Good. Bring to the food preparing. And uh, one, like, one of the two of them, Doug, would pick up both and walk, walk out with them. Yark stays with you guys. Well, you said something about deep, deep caves with them, with them flowers in them, and uh, I, I could, I, you said the word melt. Melt. Could melt now. Like drippy. So the ogres would would melt, and we're not talking about sweat. Like, are these ogres still alive? Not. Not really. Not like ogres. They're melty. But they're not dead either? I don't, I don't know. I don't go down there anymore. There, it, there's stuff down there melts the ogres. But you're big and strong. You're the strongest one here, aren't you? Yes. And I have to lead. And I lead from here. There's... There are stories. Ooh, I like a good story. Stories of old troll slime. It's called. It's called Xantar. Xantar, you said? Hard to see. Slimy thing. Makes the ogres melt. Okay, hard to see, but is it impossible to see? Like, like. Have you ever seen it before? No. It went away a long time ago. We would go down into the uh, into the deep caves to get the purple flowers because they taste good. And now, some ogres go down to get purple flowers. They don't come back. Some others go down. They see melted ogres. They say no. Xantar back. Old story. When did when did Xantar come back? Like how long ago did you stop getting purple flowers? 
after after the loud boom and the sky colors. Oh, I think I know what you mean by that. If this is a troll legend too, I wonder if this is another concoction from the Zandalari. No, the Zulgurubs. The uh, Gurubashi. There we go. I get to the troll names eventually. Hmm. How you cure the, the sight in those? We've heard of the purple flowers before and have uh, medicine men in villages nearby here who know how the purple flowers work. They help with eyes. And we had some of, of the purple flower medicine. And that's what we used on your two ogres. You have more? Well, we we we'd like to get more, um, but that means going down in the cave. We can continue. We can be even even better ogre friends. Why do you want to go down in that cave, Falcus? Roll a deception check for me, real quick. Deception? I'm not decepting anything. You do have more medicine. Oh, yeah, I gotcha. I forgot about that. She had more. Uh, Twenty-one. We have um, one dose more. Okay. Okay. Um, he doesn't prod you on that, that you don't have anymore. He says, matters, that doesn't matter to me if you go down. You'd just melt. Your ogre friend, not sure why your ogre friend, but your ogre friend, so that's fine. If you want some sharp lizard, you can. And you go down into the ogre, in the deep cave. But that's all. No tricks. No, I think I'm good on the sharp, sharp lizard, to be honest. But you, you, you know what? You, you, you know what? I do have a question. I do have a question. Now, we come down here in this cave, and you talk about going to the deep cave. But what's on the other side of that deep cave? Uh, it's, it's Troll City. Oh, it just re- leads right, right there. Just it's, the same way? There's only one cave? It goes it goes up into but they blocked it off with rocks. But that's it opens there. The water comes through. You said they blocked it off with rocks? They think that they're bigger and stronger than we are, but we could have if we wanted to, we could have gone through. But we didn't. Because we don't like them. They're smelly and weird we think they're stupid so no we stay here they stay there it's fine I but agree yeah, I, I, I think trolls are stupid too <laughs> you're a lot smarter than that yeah we actually we're, we're actually looking at playing some jokes on them but we need to get through to you know you're saying that there's a bunch of rocks there that uh, we might need some help moving those ah, good luck not going down while there's making ogres into slime I'm not going down there. We fix that for you, and you help open up the way to Troll City. Yeah, make us make a persuasion check. Not too bad now. Twenty three. Because you bring meat, and because we want the purple flowers, I do this. Okay, good. Uh, could we? Where should we go to to partake in 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 raptor or in uh, uh, sharp lizard meat uh, and 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 rest up? Uh, where that that uh, hunt was exhausting. The food place, dummy. Any points? Is, is Thank that you. still in the cave? We passed by the kitchen. Okay, so you're talking about taking a short rest then? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I, I got. I used up all my stuff. Yeah, um, okay. that's a good idea. Uh, I mean, we can do this real quick. So, um, how are you doing, Ari, on your like damage and things like that? Um, I didn't get hit at all in the fight, so I am good. And I don't think I have any abilities that res. I have abilities that reset, but nothing that I used. So, okay. Um, I took. Not so much damage, but I will. I mean, I got hit dice, I'll use them. So we're going to take a short rest. If you use one hit dice, my song of whatever it is, um, 
Song of Rest, you can yeah, add a D6 to it. Add a, add a D6 yep. to whatever my hit dice is? Well, yep. uh, do I have to roll hit dice to do, to, to do that? You do. Uh, yeah, okay, you that's, do. That, that's fine. I've got hit dice. Uh, so I'm going to... Yeah, so if, you, if you're going to short rest and heal, you're going to get a D12 plus 3 plus a D6. Okay, I rolled an 11. Okay, so a D6 on top of that. And that, that matches me out. Oh, okay. Then never mind. Yeah, so... Okay. Um, you would take that long that short rest as a part of... Like, if you're in the cave, you, you, he would... Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna rest, you're not gonna rest right here in the presence of the Biclops. So he would shoo you away, and you could make your way over to where they're preparing the food. And Butch, um, they're not doing it right, man. Like, they're butchering this raptor the wrong way, and they're not preparing the food very well. Like this, this is amateur hour. You can tell that just on the face of it. Well, um, I. Butch, I bet you can show them a real good treat. Oh, well, I uh, whip out my branding iron, and uh, now I can't t- make any, uh, you know, cookie treats right now. But um, I can definitely uh, make a bunch of burgers. I might as well make burgers for everyone. Um, so I can so- make. Go ahead. The the burgers require things like vegetables to go vegetables. with it and the bun and all that. You don't have any of that to work with. What you do have to work with are things like um like they can they can grind the meat well enough, they can slice the meat well enough. Um and you do find some um some like I don't actually know how the sausage is made, but they have like casings. Um and you find a way to oh okay, well actually if we if we cook it this way and we do this with it and we, you know, we mix it around, uh, go ahead and roll a, um, a cooking check. How do you even cooking? Um, let's say there, I mean, there is an answer to this. Um, what is it? It depends on what I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, artisan tool proficiency. Right, but what skill should we apply to it, do you think? Would it be a dexterity something? I feel like that's kind of finesse, being able to stuff casing in sausage. I know sleight of hand is kind of odd. but It might potentially be. Um, it might also be performance to like create a good thing. It could be uh, I mean, well, intelligence. I'll tell you this much. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do. I like the idea of the dexterity check. Let's just do a dexterity check with advantage because of your cooking proficiency. Okay. And I, and I do have like cooking utensils and things like that. Um, yeah, exactly. So seventeen. Yes, seventeen. Okay. You do a really great job at this, and actually, you're you're doing it well enough that you're like, yeah, you guys can do this. Here, check it out. And you you're you're stuffing sausages and tying them off in the end, and like making them. You grill them on both sides. They get that those black lines on them that are really satisfying. And over the course of your short rest, you guys all enjoy a, a nice dinner. It is starting to get a little late in the evening, but there's still plenty of time left in the day. But you guys have your foods, um, and as you're fixing to move down into the deep caves. You realize that as you're walking, you are a little more sure-footed in your steps. You're a little more. You realize like your 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 footfalls are not as heavy as they were. Butch, you realize that the raptors that were hunting you while you were hunting them got the drop on you because of how sneaky they are. Mm. And if you prepare raptor meat in just the right way you could give your party advantage on stealth checks. So cool. make a note that you just came up with the recipe for raptor dogs. Is I love it. That in inventory at all. Yeah. 
Raptor dogs, wondrous item. Add to equipment, I suppose. No, um, because I ate it, right? Yeah, so the, the way that the foods that I'm making up for the cooking profession are going to work is you can have them in your inventory, and if you equip them, they actually put the effect that they give you on your character sheet. That's cool. Oh, look at that. Yep, that's what so, I've got. Apparently, I still have a battle burger in my pocket somewhere. Mm. So I th- everyone should put that in their inventory, actually. Uh, raptor dogs. If we already did. One. Yeah, because we did the same thing for the battle burger. Yeah. So um, I have... I'm going to make a note here, too. So uh, Ari, be, be sure to... You got you got that in your inventory. Yep, I equipped the raptor dog already. We have stealth chat advantage, which is good for me because I ain't got no stealth. Was it raptor dogs in? Was it Burning Crusade? Might have been Wrath of the Lich King. Yeah, that sounds about right. Cool. So it looks like I learned a new recipe, guys. My 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 awesome. cooking skill is level, leveling up has leveled up that's great and you know it being the end of the day doesn't really matter that much we just took a rest and we're in a cave anyway Mm -hmm. uh so at the like how are we able to see in this cave at all like we're as we go, go in what is it as we go down what does it look like uh where the ogres are it's dimly lit as you go to the deep caves it does get dark. Okay. Does one of them, does Falcus have vision? Yes. Falcus does, yeah. Okay. I'm at the expense of kind of ruining our stealth. I mean, I can get out my drift globe. I mean, Ari and I can't see. So, so, so guys, is it it's it's pitch black in here for me. I I don't know about you. But I, I figure R is the same. Um, do we want light here or not? Or are we just gonna move a lot slower and hope we don't kick around rocks? Do we want Falcus to go ahead and scout a little? No, well, absolutely, we want that. Sure. Uh, and and I'm talking lower. We we. I think that's a great idea. Should we just sit here and wait for him to come back? I mean, I don't have to come back. I can just message you guys back that it's clear to come down. Um, can the drift globe light dimly, or is it one one light and daylight? I have two got, options. It's got two options. Does it, does it have a dimmer switch? <laughs> no, it's 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 daylight, or it's it's like a torch, basically. This might be an op- an opportunity for daylight, but because uh, if you think down in the deep caves, if if bright light might affect some things negatively, whereas us, it's perfect. They might not be as used to so much uh, light. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we that- also we also want the advantage on because if if things are down here living in the caves, they can see us before we can see them without a doubt. Yes. So the question is, do we? Do you want a torch or not? Right, like right now, or do we wait? I, I I say let's daylight it up in here. Now, daylight works differently. Uh, let me let me look at my globe. I thing. mean, if it if it if it follows with the globe, and I think it was just like a one time cast, and it just stays there. But I'm not sure. I don't remember. No, it floats with the globe. Daylight is just a stronger version of light. Yeah. I think the biggest difference is the range of the bright light. I think we can only yeah, use that's what I've... like a long rest too or something. Yeah, it's limited on when we can use it, how often we can use it. But we haven't used it all that often. We've just used it as just a little light to follow with us. I, I think this is a perfect opportunity for a daylight use of it. Well, you know, we never tried that before. I know this little little sucker can get uh, brighter than we've ever seen it. And I, I, I pull it out of my bag. I, I have to. You know, I don't see anything, but I rustle around in my bag and I 
you know, find. It doesn't take long. It's 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 not. You know, it it's it's like a really really big marble. <laughs> you know, it fits in the palm in my hand. Warn me before and, you about to turn it on. Okay. <laughs> you might want to avert your eyes. I never tried this before. Here we go. Well, first first of all, let's do this. Let there be light. And okay. that's the normal spell. Yep. Okay. And Your that's like a drift torch. globe starts to glow. It's got I want to say the light and a, I want to say that the light from a torch is 20 feet bright light and then an additional 20 feet dim light. Yes. So you have a total viewing distance of 40 feet. Casey, okay, so you didn't say the thing. Oh, that it was good. Yeah, no, I wasn't. Uh, wasn't my mind wasn't there. Sorry. And and I said, oh, all right, here we go. We ain't never done this before. <laughs> I bet my little buddy would be just great. And I gently toss it sh- straight up in the air. Not not like a lot. Like you know, like six inches in the air. I know it's gonna float and, and follow me. But but as it gets about six inches from my hand, I say, glow, baby, glow! <laughs> and the light expands and expands and expands, and you can see down the tunnel by a lot more. What does the daylight spell actually provide? That's the best glow up I ever saw. Uh, uh. Uh, the daylight effect. All right, so it just says daylight. All right, let me look it up. It's a 60-foot radius of light. It's bright light for 60 feet and dim light for an additional 60 feet. Yeah, so you have 120 feet of um, of viewing distance. Yeah, uh, there's no dark cave in our feature. We are going down, yep. and everyone's... Anything that might be down here uh, knows something's up already. Yeah, I know. Stealth would be nice, but uh, seeing would be better. All right. Okay. Well, too late now. We, we're we good to go. Perfect. So, um, I still think Falkus should lead the way. Oh, absolutely. I'll take I'll take point and I'll take far point if if need be. And because okay. I, I I don't know if I can then see. So you said sixty feet bright light. Followed by another 60 feet dim light. Yes. I think then that 60 feet dim light, I can see. I've got dark vision 60 feet. You can see normally in that light. Yeah. So if I'm at the 60 foot, at the edge of the 60 foot bright light, I can continue to see another continued bright light. So. Yeah. Yeah. You can see normally. Perfect. Yeah. So I'll I'll reach the outer edge of of that and be about 60 feet ahead of them. Okay. Um, That is not 60 feet because it's a cave. And it's going to twist a little bit and turn a little bit. It's going to move with the way that the water cut through the rocks. So it's not a straight line. And because of that, you do get some, like, bouncing on the walls. But it doesn't get... But you you are ahead of the group. And you walk down quietly. Go ahead and roll a stealth check just for grins. With advantage, 26. Okay. It is brighter than darkness. So that portion of it, like... If anyone is paying attention, they would have noticed that that's happening. But you make no sound as you descend into the cave system. I I, I do want to keep my eye out for slime. Because okay. that's what we were told uh, was slime or melty ogres or anything of that nature is what I want to keep my eyes out for. Okay. Um, the cave pathway is relatively narrow and there isn't a whole lot to look at. The cave walls would have descended into darkness if it hadn't been for all the light that you're bringing with you. In the distance, you can hear a very quiet dripping sound, but it's like like a leaky tap. Like it, It's regular and steady, and it's drip, drip, drip. In the cave. Yeah, the cave walls here are actually kind of shiny, um, polished almost, so you get some uh, bounce on the light. It, it does travel down a bit, and as you go you find a section where the pathway uh, begins to, to branch. The pathway to your right, you can see that there's an alcove there where you really don't hear anything except for the sound of air flowing through the caves. And then the path to the leftish, it's kind of in front, goes deeper into the cave. And if you listen very carefully, you can almost hear the distant sound of 
voices. You take a peek into the alcove just to see what the difference of the, the, the two areas are, and you can see actually the corpse of a troll lying on the cave floor. Um, he's cut up, he's bruised, he's oddly discolored, and there's like this weird splotching of uh, green along its extremities, and its hands and feet are like black. And it's at the far end of the room that you peek your head into. I'll I'll wait at the split uh, for for Butch and Arya to, to to catch up. As they're catching up, I'll I'll uh, message um, Ari and Butch, um, just letting each of them know. Say, hey, there's a there's a split in the pathway up ahead here. I'll wait here for you guys. One of the ways has what looks to be a dead troll. Um, I don't want to go near it in case of something. Uh, waiting for backup. I send a little ten four to you. So um, we have a fork in the road. To the left, we're hearing voices. Mm-hmm. And to the right, there's a dead troll. Yeah, yes. quiet room, dead troll on the far side of the room. Oh, it's a room. So we can see that yeah, it's, it's like just a, a room. Uh, yeah, well, like a cave alcove. Like it's not a constructed room, but yeah. Okay, so it's not it's not really a fork in the road. Is there anything else in the room? Like I'm wondering if there's like a pool of something next to the troll or something that would give any indication why the troll looks the way it does. Well, Ari, you you, you can be you my guest if you want to walk in there. I ain't what, going in. What was that, Casey? You're going down to look? We said we can kind of see into the room, right? Falcus can. Brightly. Falcus can. Yeah, because you like he went ahead. Is everyone in the at the at the intersection or? Yeah, I think yeah, right now they they there. caught up. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, roll a perception check, Ari. I mean, I got this broken ore here. I can go in there and poke it. I got nine. Okay, um, you take a look around the cave walls. Uh, also, in this section, kind of look like weirdly polished and cleaned. Um, there is a large stalagmite in the middle of the space. Um, on the very far side of the room, you see the troll. It's it's normal colored until it's got green splotches on it, until it gets like black at the far extremities, um, like necrotic black, like um, um, like you, you know what I mean, like like dead limbs style. You also see that there, like if you take a closer look at the room, you see that there's this this mound in the middle of it, this pile of stuff. It looks like ruined weapons, melted armor, bones. Actually, just behind the pile, you see the body of what looks like it might have been a forsaken adventurer that must have been here for a long while, judging by how rusted and tarnished uh, her weapons and her armor look. I mean, from here, it looks like the only thing that's not completely ruined on her is her gloves. Outside of that... um, Oh, and in the the very, very, very far side, beyond the troll, it looks like the cave, like it's a kind of a room and it gets wider in the middle and then narrows on the far side but it looks like there might actually be a pathway behind the troll so it's not just a room I'm going to carefully approach the troll and give it a little kick with my boot oh there is that it on the far side Mm-hmm. yep I just popped a map open um, this is the mound of ruined nonsense. This is, you should be able to see there, um, a body. That's the um, the Forsaken character I told you about. They're not quite laying on the ground. They're a little suspended, weirdly. Like, as if they were, as if when they were killed, they didn't fall all the way over. Like, they're up on their knees still. Ugh. Everything about them looks ruined, like, like rusted. Um, somewhat melted, like everything, just except for the gloves. The gloves look okay. And then, yeah, the troll is on the far side. So you said you were going around to take a look at the at the troll. Uh, well, I, I was well, I was imagining the is, troll. So. <laughs> yeah, I was imagining the troll was closer than the forsaken. What's this on the wall? Is that anything, or just part of the wall? Part of the map. It's like Perfect. a crystalline thing. There's going to be if you look at the walls. There's like evidence of you know, crystals and veins and mushrooms and such. 
the first thing I, I do is I took take a real, real good look at the ceiling. Okay, roll a perception check. Yeah, I saw the crystal on the map. Being part of the map, I thought it was a um, a mining node. I rolled a two for perception, but y- you understand why I'm looking at the ceiling because I got my butt handed to me when we had that oh, rock yeah. monster thing with the sl- and and just picked me up by my foot and swung the stalactite me monster. And that is not yeah, what I wanted to do, but I just rolled a two. I mean, there's nothing apparent on the ceiling. The light is bright enough that you can see the entire ceiling. There's one stalactite that hangs down just above one of the stalagmites, but that makes sense because of caves. Um, you don't see anything fantastical or special. Um, all right, so uh, Falcus will like to carefully, you know, careful steps through the room, just kind of careful not to step on cracks type of weird stepping behavior uh, passing by the stalagmite doing the sand walk? Yeah, I'm doing the sand walk exactly. <laughs> That's what I was thinking in my head too. And approaching the pile here and taking a look at the pile and I'm going to eventually make my way around to where the uh, undead body is because you've mentioned gloves twice now that they are quite quite looking well compared to the rest of the body. Okay, go ahead and roll um, an investigation check on the mound. 18. Okay. Um, you pick through it. Um, you find that the area is filled with, like I said, old rotted equipment that's definitely useless. It looks like a whole bunch of stuff had just been dropped here. And as you pick through it, you find really nothing of, of any particular value. Okay. Obviously, this looks like it was placed here. Um, is there any kind of information I can glean from the positioning, the placement, the items that are put here as to who or what or why this pile is here. Um, On that investigation check, I would say that you don't find any reasoning and you don't find any no, it just looks like it was all dumped here. Like there's, there's, there doesn't seem to have been any forethought to it. Maybe it's a, maybe it's an ogre pile. Um, so I'm going to carefully make my way around and check out this uh, forsaken body and paying a close, uh, close attention to the gloves. And while Falcus is doing this, I bow just a tiny bit and gesture to Ari to s- step in front of me and, and, and head in. We're obviously going in, and I will trail behind Ari, unless Ari... You just want to hug the wall in this place back here. But I figure we might just walk into the cave. Yeah, I'll probably um, do that thing that you do when you're a kid where you try and step in the snow prints of other people's snow prints. So uh, that way, yep. Falcus made it across, so we should be good. So I'm just like gingerly just yeah, yeah. doing and that. I'm sticking behind you. You following, following my sand walk? Yes. Okay. You guys are entering into the cave room. You're on your way over toward the mound. I am going to need a dexterity saving throw with disadvantage from Falcus. Yes, of course. Uh, Dexterity saving throw with disadvantage. There's one and there's two. Uh, So the non-disadvantaged one was a natural 20 for 28. The disadvantage roll was a 21. Okay. I just thought to point that out there. You begin to enter the area around the Forsaken, and just at the last second, you see a weird shimmer, almost as though not a force field, not clear water, something weird is about this space. And you jump back at the last second as it starts to writhe and wriggle. And you realize that you came very, very close to reaching into the wall of a of a massive gelatinous creature of some kind. That is the re- like you realize now that the Forsaken is suspended within the Jello of this very nearly invisible creature. Yeah, I, I imagine like I mean for for anybody owning cats, where they get that look on their face, where they're looking at something very closely, and then something scares them, they go bam, and they just jump back. It's kind of what I'm imagining, like a Falcus cat-like disengage, like oh crap! 
it is trying its best to engulf you. Uh, if I could get a quick uh, initiative check from everybody. Yeah, if anyone's ever played D&D, you know what this is. And uh... <laughs> this, this fight is in this game for no reason whatsoever other than the fact that while I was trying to come up with encounters, I watched Wayne's World, and at one point... They mentioned a gelatinous cube. The gelatinous cube named Xantar that attacks the villagers. So I was like, why wouldn't there be a gelatinous cube named Xantar? That's fine. Okay. Well, I know we're just going to chop this to bits, and it's just going to turn into more, and then we'll have more things to chop to bits, and that that my... That my I know that... Ari no, you're is thinking of be, you're thinking of slimes or puddings or something. Well, Ari is going to be our most. I hope you've got spells. You said roll initiative, right? Okay. Yep. Ari rolled an eighteen. Butch rolled a twenty. Well, the cube rolled a three. So, Butch, it's your turn. Oh, you see hell. that Falcus is checking out treasure and then suddenly starts to almost get attacked by some sort of nearly invisible creature and you're like oh okay slimy thing probably yeah. trying to melt somebody I'm gonna yell out Santar As, at the start of fight at the start of combat alright well so how far away am I I can get into melee distance of this thing. I don't want nothing to do with this. This is this is why I made Ari walk in front of me. But uh, Falcus is uh, in trouble again. So I am going well, this to... This is what you get. You put me in the lead. I'm going to take the lead. You know, you don't need treasure everywhere. Oh, fine. So I'm going to go... I can't stand like on top of him or anything, but I can get I can get right here. And I'm sorry. Did this thing grab Falcus? No, but it tried to. When you walk when you walk into the creature's space on purpose, um, you get disadvantage on the saving throw to not get engulfed, and Falcus failed to get engulfed, so he's he's okay. Okay, so I am now within melee range. I hope this is easy. I don't want to pop my last rage. On, on, on this encounter. I used my great axe of cleaving and tried to cut off the part of it that, I mean, it's it's like a cube, right? It's a, yep. but I saw part of it try to grab Falcus and that's where I'm aiming to like chop that part off with my great axe of cleaving. Okay. Uh, 11. Yep, 11 hits. 11 hits. Yep, it's a oh. big, big cube. Okay, so. Of jello. Uh, sla- 11 slashing damage. Okay. Yeah, it seems like a good hit. It's, it's this weirdest effect where you slice through the jello and the material parts for the blade and then starts to like kind of slurp back together, but it's also dripping out the side where you cut it. So it's like. It, I don't know. It's 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 the weirdest thing. You're attacking Jello right now. Want to take your second attack? I'll. Um, did you say the Jello like went back inside the cube? Yeah, kind of, but like it's clear that you're damaging it. But like it's doing this weird thing where after you slice it, it's like getting drippy and getting like slimy, and it's it's the the wound is there and it's starting to close in, but it's got like all this goop in there. Okay, so I'll try for the other corner then. And, okay. um, I mean, I'm grossed out right now, and I, uh, I roll a 12. Okay, 12 hits. Six slashing damage. Okay. Do anything else in your turn? Um, I don't want to do Quaking Palm, because I don't want to touch this thing. Okay. So, uh, that is, that's my turn. Okay. Uh, Ari, you are next. What do you want to do? So is Falcus within five feet of him as well, or melee range as well? Yeah, catty corner style, but yeah. Okay, I'm going to move here for my 30 feet, and then I'm going to cast second level Dissonant Whispers, so he needs to make her it, she, a wisdom saving throw. Okay, it's going to make a wisdom saving throw. Five. Five does not beat a 16, so I'm going to turn to it and say... 
I've reached my limit the minute we walked into this place. You're a disgrace. You thought you came prepared, but now it's time to run away scared. And I'm going to do 11 psychic damage, and then it has to run as far away from me as it can. Okay. It needs to move its full movement speed directly away from you. Yeah. No problem. And that's its reaction, so it can't react to anything. Its full movement speed would put it would put it back here near where the troll is. And we found out last time that that does mean that Butch and Falcus get attacks of opportunity. If I remember what we looked up right, Falcus. Yes. So you yes. guys get opportunity attacks. Sweet. Butch, you're you're ahead of me on uh turn order, so go for it. Okay. Sixteen. Mm-hmm. Nine slashing damage. Okay. So um, I've got the axe out, and I'm going to attack it with the axe. Okay. Nope. It's a five. A five will miss. Cool. And that is all I'm going to do at my turn, so I'm good. Okay. Falcus, you're up. Cool. At least now it's out of my range for moving. What I meant by opportunity attacks is more or less what I was thinking of. So I'm just going to move up here. If I go behind this crystal, do I have partial cover? Uh, yeah. Cool. Not that it really matters. I don't think this thing's going to be throwing at anything at me. Um, but I'm going to, from there, I'm going to pull the bow out now and attack. Since it's not going to be at disadvantage because I use the axe. Uh, That's a 21 hit. Uh, it is with disadvantage because it's your first weapon attack that is not with the axe. Booyah! You have disadvantage on the first attack you make in each combat encounter with any weapon that is not this one. Right. Oh. Fine. <laughs> Still a 21. Okay. Yep. 21 hits. 12 piercing damage. And I'm going to add a grasping arrow to that. And grasping arrow is 2d6 extra damage. Poison. Its speed's reduced by 10 feet, and it takes 2d6 slashing damage the first time on each turn it moves one foot or more. Brambles last for one minute until I use this uh, option again, or until any creature uses an action to remove with an athletics check. Okay, so its movement speed is reduced by 10, and it takes damage if it moves. Correct. So here's the first 2d6 for 9 more damage. Oh, it takes damage right away, and it also takes damage if it moves. Is that right? The creature hit by the arrow takes an extra 2d6 poison damage. Its speed's reduced by 10 feet, and it takes 2d6 additional when it moves. Okay. This thing is covered in these sharp brambles. It's covered in several slash wounds, and it's also got this this weird jiggliness to it because it got psychicked on. On its turn, it is... You just attacked it, so it is going to try to move forward and attack you. Okay. Its movement speed is reduced by 10 feet, which means its movement speed is now 5 feet. It (laughs) slurps toward you. It takes the additional damage. It wasn't... It doesn't appear to have any kind of intelligence to it, really, as much as it's acting on gloopular instinct. (laughs) What's it suffer? Uh, It takes another 7 damage from Grasping Arrow. Okay. And it's too far away from you to get you, so that's going to be the end of its turn. Butch, what would you like to do? This thing is like, dr- like it's leaving a trail of itself behind it, and it's beginning to shrink because it's just taken so much damage that it's starting to get ruined. What would you like to do? Well, I'm I'm kind of surprised at this, and it's it's only it's moving so slow, and it's going after Falcus. Um, so I just kind of I'm I'm confused, and I just walk over to it. <laughs> you know, and raise Priest Slayer and 10. Yep, a 10 hits. A 10 hits, okay. Mm-hmm. Big, slow, gloopy creature. Okay, nine slashing damage. Okay, all right. Uh, you have another attack, right? Oh, I do, I'm sorry. Uh, d- did I not kill it? Uh, so, and, and, and then... Like, again, I'm, it it just seems, it it seems almost, almost sad to, to do this, Uh, but I'm going to take my great axe of cleaving and uh, just kind of haphazardly chop at it and get it 16. 
Yep, 16 hits. And do seven slashing damage. All right. That puts it at almost nothing. It's like, it's it looks like if you took a regular jello and left it in the oven and it's like it's it's basically it's almost water at this point the body inside of it is three quarters out of it and is hanging sideways all right you want to do anything on your turn yeah um, i'll kind of move just up over here so i can see it a little better and i'm just going to cast regular old vicious mockery so it needs to make a wisdom saving throw of 16 nope fails and I'm just going to kind of look at it and say, uh, they say you shouldn't throw away your shot, but when it comes to that ball you're holding, it's definitely been dropped. And I'm going to do five psychic damage. More than enough. I miss Ari's raps. <laughs> Me too, man. Like, Killing it. I don't it. know. Yeah. Like, every time you come to the game, you come to the game with like a notebook full of homework you've done. Like It's bananas. I have a spreadsheet. It's very intense, but it's fun. <laughs> Well, Butch uh, backs away because I don't want any of this goop on my shoe. I don't have shoes. Yes, I've got boots on. So Yeah. You got boots that change what your footprints are like. That's right. This thing bubbles a little bit and then kind of just melts across the ground and then starts to dissolve. Um, the bones on the lady who is inside of it are sizzling and... Like, the armor has, like, pockmarks in it where it's been rusted and, and like, heavily damaged. How are how's the gloves look? They look what fine. What do you mean? I, I, I ain't going into that. I'm going to prance over there, like, all happy. Pr- you're you're going to prance? You're going to touch I'm gonna, something? I'm, I'm going to elven prance over there um, and check out these gloves. You, you better make sure ain't nothing on them gloves. I don't trust it at all. Just don't put them on. Remember what happened to your axe. What's one more curse? No, man, I'm backing away from this. I don't. I don't trust it. That was too easy. If them ogres <laughs> just get to the point where it's like, oh, I could do this. So it's a disadvantage. But then I can do this. But then it's going to be a disadvantage of that. <laughs> it's just to be like one curse if, after if another. If ogres are afraid of a little jello, you know. No, I understand. No, no, something ain't right here. And if you want to poke at it, it's your funeral, man. Are you taking the gloves? Oh, yeah. I'm taking the gloves. I was trying to come up with some kind of bu- pun, like we J-E-L-O-L this j- this slime. I don't know. It just failed. That's okay. J-E-L-O-L might be the ep- episode title. That's pretty good. <laughs> J-E-L-O-L raffle stomp this yeah, man. slime. Uh, yeah. Check out these gloves. Are they dripping? I mean, they're, you, yeah, they are dripping. Um, you get the sense that they're clearly magical, but like you shake the slime off of it, you sh- shake the like it's a little bit, it's a little acidic. Um, it doesn't like you you scrape it off real quick. Like you're, you're able to get past it. Yeah, you can clean it up a little. Seems fine. Just a little, and they're clean. Um, I'll have to clean check it. these Press out. The digitate doesn't clean. It just makes them look clean. No, it, it cleans. It cleans. Okay. It's like a one square foot by one square foot area or something. Oh, that's right. You instantly, you instantaneously clean or soil an object no larger than one cubic foot. But the fact that it's a, an action and it's at will, you can just, uh, here's one cubic foot. There's there's another cubic foot. There's another cubic foot. <laughs> yeah, no, we had this conversation when we were, we were talking about cleaning up an oil spill in, <laughs> uh, in near Booty Bay. Um, and... So, okay, so you press and digitate these gloves. I'm grossed out. I want nothing to do with them. I'm going to be loud whispering, but I'm on, but I'm on. I'm going to look at Ari. I'm like, you know me well enough. I'm going to put them on. You and I both, like you talked about too, about you like touching things and you you, you just like, oh, I see what this thing does. <laughs> I like, ruined I, a tiny hut because I wanted to blow a conch cell, so I have no morals. <laughs> you are a bad influence. We're... We, we, we were bad on each other, so yes, I am definitely going to put them on. What happens? And then Falcus turns into a jello monster. So now what do you guys want to do? I'm going to go up and high-five Falcus. I want to see if anything happens. You have the gloves on, right? Yes. I'm well, going to, like, full force, like, bam. Wait a minute. Works. Falcus, are, the, are, are them magic 
Gloves are just gloves. They do tingle a little bit. Uh, they are magical. It's going to take me a little while to feel that magic out what it is exactly. The last time you got something magic in your hand, it, it nerfed you. Try to take it off. Can you take it off? Will it let you take it off? Can I take the gloves off? Yeah. Okay. And, and, and I'm going to be, I'm going to hand them to Ari. It's like, you better give me these right back. Can I hand them to her without a problem? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to lick the glove before I give it back. You're going to lick the glove? I'm going to lick the glove. I'm going to do like the hand up, like, why? Why? My tongue can and sense take magic. Back. Like my tongue senses magic. So. <laughs> Is it like putting a nine volt battery to it? <laughs> it tingled if, for sure. <laughs> if you hadn't pressed a digitated the the acid slime off of them, it would have been um, it probably only, would have been damage if you're just only. ingesting. But no, that's, you're okay. Everything right. seems fine. I hand it back. Uh, there yeah. was these were around the fingers of a corpse a few seconds ago, but whatever, everything's fine. He, she pressed a, or he pressed a digitated them. It's fine. They're clean. Yeah, but press the digitation doesn't get rid of cooties, man. <laughs> Didn't lick the inside of them. Like, have you ever left food in a Tupperware for way too long? And then when you clean it, you clean it like four or five times with really good soap, and you're sure that it's clean, like scientifically, but you still throw it out because it's got cooties? Well, it's like it just absorbs the odors. Yeah. I'm going to make them smell like axe. Our heroes completed a suspiciously simple encounter against a slime monster that appears to have consumed several adventurers. And Falkus has acquired what might be another cursed item. Only time will tell. What is really going on in the deep caves? Are things as simple as they appear, or are our heroes getting in over their heads? We'll have to wait until next week to find out when we queue up for some more Heroic Dungeons and Dragons. Please follow us at twitter.com slash heroicdnd, where you'll find our players' social media info and a link to our Discord server.